Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, good morning and welcome to it. The Michael Duke Show, uh, Wednesday edition, Hump Day, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station, and or FM translator, and live around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the internet, where we have the audio-only live stream going right now, as well as, of course, links to our social media sites where we simulcast the radio show every morning on Facebook and YouTube, and links to the podcast, which are available wherever you find good podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, Spotify. So, good morning and welcome to the program. Um, Just another day of winter. I mean, just I looked outside this morning as uh, uh, as I was uh, contemplating what we were doing here today on the program. And I just saw the big white fluffy flakes coming down. And if I wasn't such a manly man, I would have had a tear in my eye because this is the winter that will never end. Oh, my goodness. Well, there is a good news coming, though. Uh, I mean, I guess at least for South Central, winter weather advisory is still going on for other parts of the state. Uh, so sitting in the valley this morning, I know there was one still in effect uh, for today up in Fairbanks. They're supposed to get um, three to six inches in snow um, for the interior. <laughs> I mean... This is the this is the whole this is the whole thing, man. Uh, but the below normal uh, normal temperatures are supposed to uh, well, they're supposed to finally abate down here in the south central area, Anchorage, Matsu, etc. And we're going to see daytime highs returning up into the uh, 40s for this weekend and next week. Which, please, hallelujah! I mean, what a uh, you know, I've just, I'm, I've just been, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for winter to be over. It's April. Come on, come on. Just waiting for it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Hatcher Pass, Whittier, all the passes are seeing lots of heavy snow, heavy wet snow, uh, wind chills, and uh, gonna get some sunshine with some wind chills out on the west coast and Nome and those areas. Kenai Peninsula is uh, going to see some uh, light snow uh, a little bit today on the west side, and then clearing Prince William Sound is going to improve by tomorrow. The other side is what they're saying. So we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see what it looks like. But, um, you know, I don't know who's out there doing the snow dance. I'm looking at you, Bill. But stop. Just, just, just stop. All right. We're ready to get it done. 
currently 33 degrees and snowing, which is going to make for a great drive in this morning. Um, all right. <clears throat> well, what's on the agenda for today? Well, we got uh, some stories to talk about. Um, a, f- a few different ones, not uh, anything that, uh, you know, not anything that you haven't heard. There not has not been a lot of movement the last couple of days uh, in the legislature, with the exception of one bill, which we're going to talk about here, of course, at length. Um, I promised to talk about it yesterday. Well, I didn't promise, but I said I was going to say, I said I was going to say, I said I was going to talk about it this morning uh, because I got a little worked up yesterday about it. And then I had a Chris Story moment and I felt, oh, it's just, it's so nice not to be agitated by it. But it is an important bill and it's something we need to talk about. So if uh, the price for that is a little bit of agitation on my end, then I guess I'll just have to deal with it. We're going to be talking about private property rights. We're going to talk about this new blight bill that's coming in. Um, And where does it go from here? And we'll talk about that and uh, and more. Um, So that's uh, that's going to be hour one this morning on the program. And um, then in hour two, I I did confirm it. I did confirm it. Uh, State Senator Mike Schauer will be joining us, and uh, he and I will uh, chit-chat about all the stuff that's going on in the legislature and his take on it. And uh, just it, it's just going to be a conversation. I have no idea what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, but... We'll see. We'll see what he says, and we'll go on from uh, there. So there you go. Um, all right. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's the whole show for today. Tomorrow, um, I thought I had some stuff lined up, but it just it hasn't uh, it hasn't gelled quite yet. So there is no. Uh, so I got nothing as of right this moment right this moment. It could be just two hours of you and me talking on the phone tomorrow. I don't know, which would be fine. I mean, you know, I would be fine with that, but uh, we may have some guests tomorrow. And then on Friday, we are working on uh, Jacob Sullum from Reason Magazine, um, who's been doing a lot of writing about the Second Amendment and more. Also a good article, by the way, from Handwaving Freak Outery over on Substack uh, that... uh, yeah, it just came out yesterday. I, well, I mean, I think it just came out. I got the notification yesterday and I read the story. And it is a fascinating look at uh, the left's um, lament that uh, there's just no way to fight the war on guns anymore. And he points out that it's mainly their fault, which I think is an interesting take on that. So we'll pick that up on Friday as well <clears throat> and have... Uh, And have some discussions on that. And, of course, you know, gun Q&A and Willy Waffle and all that stuff. So that's the rest of the week. All right. So let's um, let's get started. Now, I did. All right. I'm going to I did open up the phone lines um, only because I anyway, I wasn't sure how wound up I want to get about this because this is I'll be honest with you. This is a topic that triggers me. If you want to use a, I'm triggered. Uh, that really, really 
uh, agitates me, and um, and so it's something that I can get a little bit wound up about. I don't necessarily want to get wound up about it because it it just it I, you know then my blood pressure is elevated for the rest of the day and everything else. So I did bring the phone lines uh, up and online, and so uh, if you guys want to interrupt my screed about uh, private property rights and everything else. I will allow you to do that. 907-433-3150 is the phone number. 907-433-3150. Um, and that is uh, the phone lines. They're open right now. So if you want to call in, I will allow that this morning for any topic. Or if you want to you know, give us your thoughts on uh, uh, private property rights, et cetera, et cetera, that feel free to do so. Uh, today's program, of course, being brought to you by your friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com. Uh, I got was contacted yesterday by a listener, um, and they wanted to know uh, where in Fairbanks they could go to get, you know, some of the things that we've talked about, the, the satellite telephones and the and the the bivy sticks and all that stuff. And uh, it's, well, you know, it's Arctic Fire and Safety in Fairbanks, and it's uh, – <clears throat> it's uh, – um, uh, the Marine store down on the spit in Homer. And I mean, it's just a bunch of different places. Uh, and I don't remember them all right off the top of my head right now, but uh, I do know that if you go to satellitewest.com, there's a full list of local dealers there. So for no matter where you are in the state, you should be able to find a local dealer near you. You just got to go to satellitewest.com. And that's pretty much what I told them. So there you go. <clears throat> Thank you to Satellite West for sponsoring the program today. And I look forward to uh, hearing uh, from more of you about going over to the local dealers and working with them. It's some good stuff. Okay. Well, um, you asked for it, you got it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of passionate about uh, the idea that uh, private property rights are kind of one of the things that make America, America. That that's what people were really, when, you know, when you saw people come from across the waters uh, to America and they were looking to carve out their, uh, you know, their manifest destiny, uh, and especially on the westward expansion as they moved across the plains and started to populate and fill up the good old U.S. of A., as it would become known, the one fundamental thing that they were looking for was the right to own property. And that was a right that heretofore had been reserved for, you know, royalty, nobility, uh, you know, the, the, the landed gentry, the 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 upper classes who had political connections and everything else, um, the you know otherwise these folks were just tenants. I mean, they were just essentially land slaves for the uh, upper classes. And so when I think about um, uh, you know America and the again the movement west and and you can you know you can see pretty clearly my Louis L'Amour upbringing when I start talking about some of this stuff, because he goes into that in many, many ways, talking about, you know, it's the land that produces and it was a land that they were looking for. And it was a land where somebody can carve out their own, uh, their own destiny on things and all this kind of stuff. So it, uh, it's, it's kind of important to me. 
And so when I served on the borough assembly in Fairbanks, um, I uh, got uh, I m- made it pretty clear that this was a hot button issue for me, and I got appointed uh, to some different committees and worked on some bills uh, with people like Natalie Howard and others uh, who were up there uh, with a grandfather rights bill where we were protecting the rights of property owners from any new restrictions or you know things on their property that would require them to change the way that they've done business. Now, I'm not talking about putting on, you know, people you know creating a nuclear waste dump at their at their house or something like that that would poison the 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 the, 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 the land, the air, the water, you know, those kind of things. Those kind of things definitely have to be taken care of. I mean, again, the whole idea of libertarianism is basically do you do what you want, leave other people alone, just don't hurt other people's. You know, your rights are sacrosanct to you as long as they don't infringe on somebody else's rights. If you're dropping, you know, 500 gallons of benzene into the water table uh, and it's seeking into the water table and hurting your neighbors, that's a problem, right? I mean, because that definitely is not, you, you know, you got to take care of that. But if you want to take the beds of old pickup trucks and turn them into flower planters uh, uh, or, you know, whatever, and people are – that's none of their business. They don't like it. They can put up a fence. You know, that's not – it's not any of their business as long as you're not, you know, again, health and welfare and safety and those kind of things of, you know, you're not, you're not polluting uh, their property with, you know, chemicals or things. But other than that. That, that I, you know, I think people should be free to do on their property what they want. If they just want to put a new blue tarp over their roof every year because they can't afford to fix their roof and then one day maybe they will, so be it. It doesn't, that's, you know, it, it was, was it the way that I would do it? No, but this is their right to do so. And so now we're getting into the crux of this matter with a new bill that's being passed in the Senate and it's uh, SB 77. And uh, it was passed yesterday, uh, the Alaska Senate. It was passed and voted on. Um, and uh, I want to discuss it because to me, uh, and special thanks, by the way, to Andrew Kitchenman over at the Alaska Beacon, because he, uh, you know, as much as I dislike some of the politics that I see in the writing at the Alaska Beacon, they at least are more f- fair and even-handed um, and mention, you know, and, and make a point of mentioning certain things um, in their reporting. And I guess we'll get into that here in a minute and we'll we'll take a look at it and uh, discuss it because I'm up against the break, so i got to go. See, I mean, it's going to be easy for me to get a little over-eager to talk about this. But uh, anyway, we'll see what goes on. Again, the phone lines are open if you want to sound off. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. 
Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, let's go and see what's going on. The Sullivan Arena is not going to remain a homeless shelter. They vote to shut it down on April 30th last night. Um, they, they're going to shut down. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They made a vote last night in the Anchorage assembly to shut down the shelter. And so they're going to turn all those people out on the street on May the 1st, 500 homeless people out there into the thing. So that, uh, that should be interesting. That should be interesting. Bill said he did stop when I asked him to stop doing the snow dance. He said he did. I'm um, not sure. We may need video proof of that if somebody lives near Bill and wants to go make sure that he's not doing the dance in secret so that we keep getting all this snow. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Debbie, I don't know why you didn't have a cup of coffee in your hand when you asked that question because there is never a morning that you can't have coffee. Never too early to have coffee at this point. Uh, good morning. I wish you would do something about this insane weather. It's raining here. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had that kind of power. Um, prepare for flooding when this warms up. Says Tawny. Appears to be six inches overnight and still snowing. Yeah, it's that's that bad. Good. Um, <clears throat> Harold being his bright and cheery self. Uh, looks like the DOJ got handed another loss regarding cannabis in the second amendment. I saw that story yesterday and yes, I think we'll probably be talking about that on firearms Friday. I think that is a fantastic news. A second, uh, uh, circuit court has shot down their, uh, uh, their, uh, restrictions on the second amendment and, uh, and the cannabis consumption thing. Um, Willow, Trapper Creek, Houston, Talkeetna schools closed. How much snow did you get up that way? Oof. Yeah, there is a, in the Susitna, Talkeetna area, there is a winter weather advisory going on right now for big, big snow. Big snow. Um, Which is a bummer. I've got to drive up to Fairbanks next week. I'm hoping that we get some warm weather so it'll mostly, I don't want to have to drive through a bunch of snow. I'm tired of that. Tired of that. The winter that never ends. Um, so I don't know why this keeps shifting, but it is what it is. There we go. Um, only two certainties in life. I'm going to get a coffee and I'm going to drink that coffee. Well, that's true. That's, you know, just do it to it. You don't have to wait for my permission. Um, imagine that 500 homeless kicked out into the cold in Fairview and Midtown. I know. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Um, uh, I, well, I can imagine what it's going to be like. I guess it will not be pretty, um, as they're still trying to deal and figure out how to deal with all this stuff, but it's not going to be a good thing. Not much snow in Fairbanks, uh, currently says Gordon. Well, okay. Well, um, that's, um, that's good. That's good. I mean, I know you guys have been getting inundated, 
uninundated, inundated with snow. So hopefully, hopefully you can uh, relax a little bit. Relax a little bit. Okay. Well, we're about 20 seconds out and uh, I'm ready to get back on my high horse. Start charging around here and make it a mess. You ready? Let's get it going on. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like it, share, like it, share, like it, follow. Subscribe, ring the bell. Just like that. That's a hell of a segue, isn't it? Uh, we're going to continue, and uh, we will uh, we'll kick things off here. Um, again, uh, do all the do all the YouTube-y and Facebook-y stuff. Let's uh, get, I changed my timers a little bit, so my timing's a little bit off here. I was throwing myself off with that. I forgot that I shot, I moved my timers around so that I wouldn't get the second ding on the air, if you know what I mean. Here we go. Let's do it. Welcome back to the uh, old radio program. Good morning. Let's um, let's dive into some details here, shall we? On uh, SB seventy seven, put forward by none other than Run Forest Run Dunbar. Um. His new bill, SB 77, originally reported on by Must Read Alaska here a couple days ago. Um, her headline read, War on the Poor. Uh, if government decides your property is a blight, it could levy a huge tax under the Dunbar bill. And it talks specifically about uh, Americans for Tax Reform who uh, came out strongly against uh, the bill, Senate Bill 77, and gave some good reasoning why. It has been fast-tracked through the Senate um, and may be heard in the House and Regional Affairs Committee as early as this week, is something that she said. The um, uh, ADN uh, has written an article about it as well, where it quotes... Specifically from Bill Pop and Mike Robbins and all these people who are in these quasi-governmental organizations talking about how it's going to stimulate economic housing development around the state and do other things. Because there's two parts to this bill. I guess I should be a little more clear. Um, and I'm not necessarily opposed to the first part of the bill. Uh, it's the second part of the bill that uh, really bothers me at this point. So uh, the Senate voted yesterday 13 to 6 to pass uh, that bill that would apply, according to uh, Andrew Kitchenman over at uh, the Alaska Beacon, that would apply both a carrot and a stick for local governments to encourage the construction 
and maintenance of building developments. Now, part one of SB 77, again, the one that I'm not necessarily uh, opposed to, um, I'd like to have some deeper conversations about it, but would allow municipalities to exempt the owners of newly developed or redeveloped commercial properties from paying property taxes. Currently, under state law, they can only uh, exempt a portion of those taxes. If somebody builds a brand new apartment building, um, you know, let's say in Anchorage, at this time they can only get a partial rebate, not rebate, not deferment, exemption. There we go. I'm getting old. I'm forgetting words. Uh, what's my name again? Uh, the partial exemption from their property taxes as an incentive to build these properties. I mean, this is done all over the place. Uh, you know, quite honestly, I think I, I here's the thing. Property taxes are private property taxes on private residential property. I guess I should be a little clearer on that. Property taxes on private residential property are immoral. That that's my position. Change my mind. Pri you know, property taxes on commercial properties, on properties that you utilize and you turn a profit with and you go out there and the thing. But if you just have a piece of property that you're that's not being used, you have a piece of property that you're using for, uh, you know, your primary residence or your residential things or things like that, even recreation Pro properties that don't generate income. Should not be taxed. Because they're, you know, because otherwise, I mean, technically, you can never really, truly outright own your property. I'm getting, I'm sidebarring here. That's This is a big sidebar. You could never, it doesn't matter, you know, for, <clears throat> I'm just thinking about a piece of property that my grandparents purchased, built a recreational cabin on have owned for 60 years, 70 years, and then at their passing passed on to my parents. And I look at the, and I look at the, that for this the property has been owned free and clear for decades. And yet the amount of money that the borough in Fairbanks continues to assess on this piece of property would I mean it could you know I certainly would be hard pressed to continue to afford to pay for it year after year every year for the simple pleasure of owning that property you have to beg the government's permission to remain that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like private property to me you know you can go back and you can look at the you know, at the the original intent of when they talked about property taxes and things like that uh, in the, you know, amongst the framers and the foundations of the country, the taxes that they talked about, and this wasn't until years after the actual formation of the country, but they talked about, you know, uh, working lands. They talked about basically land that turned a profit. So if you farmed a piece of land, 
then you could be taxed on the production of that piece of land. I'm still not happy about it, but it's not as immoral as taxing the house that you live in. Or you've got a piece of land that lays fallow. You know, you know, many farmers have to leave, you know, they have to rotate fields, right? They One field is fallow and is sitting while the other ones are being worked. And to have to pay property taxes on that piece of property that generates no income other than, I mean, the only reason to do this is to feed a hungry, greedy government. It's inevitable, isn't it? It's inevitable sometimes. This always comes back to the greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. I just don't fathom it. I know, that's the problem, right? But this is what's happened. It's become commonplace. And now I've said this to a few people and they just look at me and they go, well, then how would, how would we get all our services and how would the government survive? I don't know. And I don't care. I mean, that, those are really two answers there. The bottom line is, is government doing what it's supposed to be doing or is it doing more? I mean, we, you know, we continue to see that it becomes a revenue game. All right. I didn't want to get off on that, but, uh, you know, get on that tangent. But I'm here now. Uh, I need to kind of drag myself back to this bill. But again, property taxes on residential or non-commercial, non however you want to look at it. The easiest way to look at it is, does that piece of property produce, you know, income every year? I'm not talking about when you sell it because land appreciates and that's understanding because in that case, every piece of land could make you money in the long run. I'm talking about does that piece of property, uh, the use of that property produce income every year? That's really what they intended for property taxes. That's That's the real deal there. Anyway, back to the bill. Sorry, sidebar. As you can tell, I'm getting a little. The first part of the bill would allow the municipalities to not exempt a portion of it, but to exempt all of it, which is how they've tried to incentivize the building of new housing uh, units in many communities. Now, Anchorage has got a serious housing problem right now. It's a serious shortage. Uh, houses are flying around down there. Like you put your house on the market, you should be able to sell it in like four or five days and usually for more than the asking price because there's a bidding war going on. Uh, they need more housing. Uh, hopefully that would spur more development if you, you know, put up housing complexes or apartments or whatever and then exempted them from the owners from paying property taxes for, I don't know, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. That would become more attractive for many of them to do that. So, again, I'm not necessarily opposed. I mean, first of all, anything that reduces a tax burden on anybody is okay in my book. Uh, Now, the argument there is, well, if they don't tax those guys, they'll have to tax everybody else. It's not a perfect world at this point. But the part that really bugs me is the second component of this which would allow municipalities to increase the property taxes of owners of properties who have become blighted. 
they could increase those taxes by as much as 50%. So if your annual property tax bill is $2,000, you would have to pay an additional $1,000 on top of that as a tax penalty for having a blighted property. The problem here is that the term blighted and what that definition is, is not included in the language of this bill. In, in turn, Dunbar basically said they're going to leave it up to the municipalities to implement a blight tax and to determine what their definition of blighted is. That's very, very concerning. Because Dunbar just left an assembly that is, well, I mean, let's just say there's there's some hostility going on there between the the assembly and certain portions of not only the administration but of the populace and everything else. So it would uh, there's no definition as to what blighted really means, and that's problematic to say the least. Now, they did say that the municipalities would have to establish some kind of appeals process, but, uh, you know, the um, House version of the same bill, which is HB84, uh, is sponsored by Jesse Sumner. Now, I could see this. Sumner is a home builder. And one of the things that the um, uh, that the uh, Alaska Beacon article mentions is that this that the uh, the bill was supported heavily and testified in favor of heavily by home builders and people working in economic development because of course it's got that no tax thing on the front of it and everything else. But I also have to wonder if some of those home builders and people who do the remodeling and everything else are not also trying to push the people who may be in what some consider to be a blighted home to get that work done. I, I just, I mean, it's all basically serving self-interest at this point. But the idea that somehow this is going to uh, fix any kind of problems in those neighborhoods, I mean, if you don't have the money to fix your, and there are some people that have money to fix their home and they decide not to because they're happy living where they are. I could see that. But a lot of times people don't want to, I mean, I had a blue tarp over my garage for a few years because it was leaking badly and I had no money to fix the roof. I eventually put a brand new steel roof on it. But for two or three years, I had a blue tarp over at the top of my detached garage because I couldn't afford to fix it. It wasn't if you had hit me with extra property tax to do that, that would have seemed to have made a yeah, that would have been problematic. Anyway, the whole point of this is, you know, if this is really about health and safety, then that's what it should be about. And in fact, Shelley Hughes attempted to make an amendment saying that uh, if it had this, if, you know, the, the, if it had this health and safety issue, um, that it, it, that she would, uh, that the, that the Senate should require that any definition of blighted included that the property endangers public health or safety, and that amendment failed. So is it really about the public health? Because they went on and on about how it's about, you know, protecting the public. But is it really, or is it just another way for someone to take... <laughs> something that's not theirs i don't know all right we gotta go i'm up against the break i got more coming up
Hour two, State Senator Mike Shower will be joining us. It's the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay, in the break. Um, uh, let me see here what's going on. Um, um, things that bill is already uh, the committee substitute for SB 77 is already scheduled for House Community and Regional Affairs tomorrow at 8 a.m. Thank you for the heads up on that. Um, the procedure for data that provides property owners on the tax rate not to exceed 20% of the standards of remedial to then remove the reduced tax the duration of time there is where property owners are established. Um, yeah, again, this just sounds a lot like going back in and begging the government's permission to live on your own property. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Kev. I appreciate that. I'll come back to that here in a second. Um, um, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going backwards here. See what you guys have been talking about. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Mm. Um, all taxes are immoral because taxation and theft and theft is immoral. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I'm, you, you know, you are right. Property tax makes you a tenant. Yes, that's what I was saying. Uh, don't pay your property taxes and you will eventually find out who really owns your property. I mean, nobody, you don't really own any property, right? Brian said my sidebar was a very important sidebar. Um, you are a servant if you own property. Pay the man and we kick you out. Um, 330 homes sold in K-Town the past two years. Is that homes that were on the free market or were those homes, you know, repossessed for tax purposes? Um, talking about taxes is a good way to make us all explode. Will this lead to a discussion explanation of geolibertarianism? No, I won't, because I don't know enough about it to be able to sound semi-intelligent on it. Um, Jeannie says, my property produces six cords of firewood. Excuse me, six cords of firewood a year, that's it. Undeveloped property. I pay a ridiculous amount of taxes on bare land. Yeah, well, the recreational property getting taxed is what just burns me up. Burns me up. What is recreational property? You've got a piece of land on a river somewhere that happens to fall off the road system or whatever, falls outside the, it's a just a cabin, your weekend getaway on the river or your little cabin on the lake or your, you know, your, your piece of property up on a mountain somewhere that just happens to fall within the borough boundaries. You're getting paid, you're getting jacked on that stuff. 
Uh, uh, Sumner doing exactly what I expected him to. Next time, get a brown tarp. Much less offense. Much less offensive. I know, but the blue tarp was cheaper. You could see it from space at one point. We were laughing because they had, a, you know, Google Maps, you know, the overhead, the satellite views of the Earth. Uh, we actually could look at our house and see that the roof was blue on the garage. We had to laugh. I'm like, I've got a blue tarp you could see from space. Um, you are the keeper of your property for the government. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy stuff. Um, whining about schools or jumping in and partnering with struggling schools, it's your choice. Yeah, except I didn't take either one of those choices. I just pulled them out and took care of it myself. There's a, that's a false dichotomy. You don't have to whine about schools or jump in to partner with struggling schools and try and work within the system. You can just do it yourself. That's, uh, better in the long run, I think. Um, I could see Bryce Ward, King Bryce Ward through the borough with a sword, coming through the borough with a sword drawn, demanding taxes be paid on the spot here in Fairbanks. Time to do it. Time to do away with this. No, I mean, this is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not loving it. Not loving it at all. I do have the language of that portion of the bill here. Thanks to Kevin. And we will talk about that here in just a minute. Um, uh, yeah, recreational property. That's the thing. I mean, and recre recreational property doesn't get any of the benefits, generally speaking, of regular property. You know, I mean, what almost whatever the thing is, whether it's snow plowing or anything else, they get nothing for the most part on those things. And yet you're paying uku bucks for that kind of stuff. All right, here we go. Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share, like and follow. So um, I've got the uh, I've got the language of the bill. By the way, the bill <clears throat> uh, is already on its way to community and regional affairs in the House tomorrow at 8 a.m. So they've already passed it all the way out of the Senate, and they're, it's heading over to the House for uh, a viewing and a reading there. So we'll see how the House majority handles this one. It'll be interesting to see which way people go on this. The uh, people who voted against it, by the way, uh, Jesse Bjorkman, Shelley Hughes, Rob Myers, Mike Schauer, Bert Stedman, and David Wilson all voted against it. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, uh, Bishop, Kathy Giesel, James Kaufman, Kelly Merrick, 
Gary Stevens all va- voted in favor of it along with all the other Democrats. Um, but it, it's interesting. Uh, now, I've got the language of the actual component of the bill, which we'll get to here in just a hot second. Uh, although Kevin McCabe just gave us his piece here in the uh, chat room, he said, I think it has more to do with commercial buildings. If you're a business owner and the building next to you allow his property or building or business to fall into disrepair to the point that it becomes a haven for criminals and your business suffers, should there be a way to fix that? I think currently there is not. So you have to move your business or fail. It is an it is emblematic of issues in Anchorage mostly and has lots to do with crime. That's fine. Uh, I understand that component of it. The problem is that if that's what you're looking to do, then you need to set the definition in statute and not leave it up. Uh, or at least a base definition. If you want to have it be able to be expanded on, then that's something else. But I just I have a problem with this because I have seen I've you know, I've served on the assembly in Fairbanks where they have properties that they actually called blighted properties, people who, you know, over the years collected a bunch of cars and had like a mini junkyard in their on their properties. But I mean, they own 15 acres. And so what did it really matter except that the neighbors would get mad? After the neighbors moved into the neighborhood, knowing that that was there, then they would get mad and come to the assembly and demand that we do something about this unregulated junkyard that's down the street or whatever. And I could see those regulations being used to penalize property owners who just wanted to be left alone and be able to weren't hurting anybody. And maybe they were hoarders or maybe whatever. They just wanted to live in their junk. Hey, that's not on me, man. That's not on me. So anyway, it um, the the problem here is, well, I mean, Reagan said it back. The problem is government, right? That is the that is the problem. Um, and I know everybody's like, oh, anarchy, blood in the streets. Who will fix the roads? All the other things that you hear about this. Let me read you just so that you understand what we're talking about. Let me read you the property tax portion of it, which is the levy of tax on blighted property. A municipality may levy a tax on real property that the municipality designates as blighted if, before levying the tax, the municipality adopts an ordinance that establishes, one, standards for determining whether a property is blighted. And two, a procedure for designating a property as blighted that provides to the property owner notice of the proposed designation and an opportunity to challenge the designation at a hearing. Three, the tax rate, not to exceed 50% of the annual property tax assessed on a property that applies to a property designated as blighted. Four, standards for remedying or redeveloping a property to remove the property's designation as blighted. Five, a reduced tax rate and the duration of time that the reduced tax rate will apply for a property that is undergoing remediation or redevelopment to remove the property's designation as blighted. 
Uh, also, for the owner of a property designated as blighted to qualify for a reduced tax rate established under the previous section, the owner must submit to the municipality a plan for remediating or redeveloping the property. The municipality must approve the plan, and the property owner must comply with the terms of the plan. Please, sir, may I have another? I just so like a crust of bread, if it pleases the king. May I do what I want? An ordinance adopted under uh, A of this section may require tax collected under this section to be segregated from other property tax and dedicated to community redevelopment purposes. They want to designate funds to do it over here. But a lot of this, what it sounds like is, I've been a bad boy, your honor, and I will do whatever you tell me because I am a subject and not a citizen. That's what it sounds like a lot like to me. Right? I mean, that's it's a full on got to go back and baby the just d beg the government's permission to do with my private property that I'm still paying for. Even though I may have owned it for years, I'm still paying the government. I mean, I own property in Fairbanks, free and clear, paid off, all done. Guess what? Still got to pay property taxes. The minute that I don't, I get the little notice in the mail that not only do I owe a penalty for not paying the taxes on time, if I don't pay it within the next 24 months, they'll just foreclose on it and take it away from me. Enough said. Boom, you're done. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, this is such a, this is such a, this is why I don't get into this issue so much because I just get so agitated. And we're so far down this road. There are not many of us who see it this way. There are not many people in the conservative slash libertarian camp who will see. You'll talk to many conservative stalwarts who will be looking in the eye when you start talking about stuff like this, and they go, "Well, that's a that's crazy talk. How how are we going to fund government if we don't have property taxes? How are we going to? Well, we just we you know it'll be some other kind of tax." And you're like, "But haven't you taken this to its logical conclusion?" Haven't you taken it to the that if you can never, ever own your property, if you can never, ever, if you can't just live off the property itself for free, essentially, and and whatever monies you've invested and do anything else like that, then, I mean, there have been people who have moved out of Fairbanks that I personally know of because... After they did all the figuring and everything else, and it was a retirement age and all that, the one thing that they didn't, uh, that they because it was a close run thing, the thing they didn't account for was the fact that their home that had been owned free and clear for twenty five or thirty years by the time they retired, that was going to appreciate so much, and that the mill rate had gone up so much that they could no longer afford to pay the extra two hundred and fifty or three hundred bucks a month that it was going to be for the property taxes on their property. So they had planned to stay and live in Fairbanks after they retired, and they had to just throw their hands up, and they moved to Tennessee or someplace. And, and that's just immoral. You will never own your property. I mean, at one point, I was looking for pieces of property outside the borough because I was like, how do I how do I do this? How do I live someplace where I can actually own something, where I can own it? 
I mean, there's no guarantee the state won't come down and tax it sometime in the future. But as of this moment, there's nobody else taxing it. I mean, this again, I, this is somebody who was literally wanted to stay in Fairbanks, wanted to retire, wanted to hang out, stay there, be close. But as they started to look at it and a rate started to rise, the appreciation of the property plus the mill rate. And then they realized, you know, that's an extra two or three thousand bucks a year that we just weren't counting on because we owned it outright. No payments, no immoral gotta go the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio Okay, I had to enhance my cool for a minute. Um, all right, so uh, Kevin says, Wasilla has no property taxes, only sales taxes. Wasilla is debt-free. Be like Wasilla. I was so pleasantly surprised when I got down to Wasilla and started looking around and seeing things like that. I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool stuff. Um, Chris says property taxes are worse down in the lower 48 compared to up here. Well, here's the thing, Chris. They had a home that was $280,000 or something like that, $290,000 at 14 and a half mils or whatever it was. And so they cashed out and it was Tennessee. It was, I think it was Tennessee. Um, and they went down there and they bought a place down there for $150,000 that was just as nice as what they had up in Fairbanks and the property taxes may have been the same, but the overall rate when it was all said and done was much lower and they could afford to live there. Plus you didn't have the utility bills and everything else. It was cheaper. <sighs> property taxes are immoral and economically terrible. Give me a sales tax any day says Donna. I mean, I think Wasilla has it right. And boy, they are they are protective of that. They had a half a percent increase, a half a cent increase. The property, the sales tax went from two to two and a half percent for a short period of time because they were redoing the library here in Wasilla. And it had a sunset clause built into it. Um, and that sunset clause basically said once the library is paid for, this will revert back to the 2%. 
And there was a whole bunch of people who were like, oh, we really need to, oh, you know, we could, now that the library's almost paid for, we need to keep that because we could do all these things with your money. The people like Burt Cottle and everything else uh, were just, oh, we could do all these great things. And the people said, <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry. Take it back to 2%. We're not out here for your adventurism with our money. Yeah, it was the same deal with the Menard Center. Exactly. They used, they hiked the property taxes up or the sales taxes up for, um, uh, you know, for a short period of time to pay for the Menard Center, to pay for the renovation of the rebuild. No, not the rebuild, the construction. They built a whole new library. It wasn't a rebuild. My apologies. They built a whole new library. But in just a couple of years, they got it done. And then they reduced the taxes again. But yeah, all those people, I can just remember all those people talking about it with, I just, we'll, we'll do great things. We'll do great things with that half a percent. Just give us more, more. That's what they're talking about. People just want to smack somebody. Um, uh, okay. Did you, Harold, why don't you just go back to bed? Man, you must be a very unhappy person. You are critical of everything and everyone. I feel bad for you, man. Like every little thing is just, it's bad. And then every now and then you'll say something that's like, oh yeah, that's right. I agree with that. And then you just go back to immediately bashing everybody and everything, calling out people's mothers and stuff like that. I feel bad for you, man. Must be tough. Must be tough. Um. All right. Um. You should. <laughs> you you should move to Prince of Wales Island. No property tax there. <laughs> yeah, but it is Prince of Wales Island. There's not a lot of anything there. There's no property tax there. There's not a lot of anything there. Um. Um, uh, Wasillabillies are very proud of the fact that the set that they sunset the sales tax. Some conservatives, such as Colleen Sullivan Leonard, fought very hard to sunset those taxes the way the people intended, and that's the way it should be. Quite honestly, there should be automatic sunsets built into pretty much everything we do at this point. We should always have to come back and revisit it. Once you put it in place, it's you know, yeah, it's very very. Um, yeah. Um, bears. There's bears on Prince of Wales. Well, that's true. That's, that is, that is very true. That is very true. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know where Shower is. I confirmed with him yesterday. I'm waiting for him to connect. He's not in the green room yet. We may be doing this on the fly on the other side. We'll see what happens. Uh, but... It will be momentarily ready to go. We're about 60 seconds out. I bought the property. Rick, Rick's like, I bought the property and approved it. They should pay me. <laughs> well, don't give them that idea because they'll take it from somebody else to pay you. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing with these property tax exemptions for new properties, right? Everybody else is going to be carrying the burden of whatever service that they're going to use for the number of years that they have an exemption. So it 
it does it even out? I don't even know. All right, we gotta go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at uh, MichaelDukeShow.com, where you'll find links to the audio-only live stream, the podcast, which is available pretty much everywhere, including Spotify, which is my favorite podcasting app. Um, And, of course, um, links to our social media sites as well, where we broadcast the show every day. On Facebook and YouTube, I'm looking at, I don't know, 70 people or so hanging out in the chat room this morning with us. Feel free to come on over there if you want to have a behind-the-scenes conversation. We always have some good discussions during the commercial breaks and over the tops of the hour and stuff. Come join the come join the crowd there. Speaking of joining, uh, might I suggest that if you enjoy the program that you come out and be part of it in a different way. Come join the Cool Kids Club. We call it. Michael Dukes's Common Sense Core. It is the. It's like the fan club. It's. Uh, it's like the. Uh, um, you know. It, it's the. It's where we kind of hang out. If you become a member of the core, which you can do for as little as uh, three or four bucks a month, you could become a member of the core. You get access to our private Facebook group and uh, so much more, uh, just hanging out. And, of course, you get the bragging rights of being uh, a member of the Corps. And your support helps to go to do things like uh, we did that big upgrade in December with new equipment and everything else here that makes the show better, um, more stable, easier to do, getting more guests. We now do a full video uh, uh the show on radio is the radio remains the same, but on the Facebooks and the YouTubes and everything else, we've gotten like new full video software where the guests, we interview the guests, but they're all video interviews. You don't see it on the radio because it's radio, but on the rest of it, you get to see the, you get to see the guests smiling, happy face. And we chat and talk and, uh, and we're just going to keep making it better. Anything I can think of to make the show better, uh, and, uh, um, better for you, easier for me. It's all good stuff. That's what it's all about. So go check out the Common Sense Core. Go to MichaelDukeShow.com and just click on Join the Core. Or you can go to Patreon.com slash MichaelDukeShow. And it's, uh, again, just a way of helping us out around here and making things roll. Okay. Um, 
Maybe a studio studio tour for Common Sense Core members. Somebody just said, maybe you could offer a studio tour for Common Sense Core members. This is it. This is the studio. It's four by eight feet. You see behind me the front wall. There's computer monitors in front of me. That's the whole thing. That's the studio. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, I might do that though, just for one day, just to do a video tour and show everybody what the studio looks like. Uh, because I'm sure it looks glamorous from your side, not, not as glamorous from this side, but that's the magic that is radio. That is the magic of radio. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know where shower is. Um, I mean, I confirmed with him yesterday, um, uh, in the yesterday afternoon, late yesterday afternoon, we're on. And I'm waiting for him uh, to call. I mean, I could just phone call him, but he's supposed to be doing the video call with me, which, uh, you know, uh, I hate to be I hate to be left holding the bag. What the heck is going on? Let me uh, let's see. Can I uh, can I call him? Let me see if I can call him. We'll see if we're going to see what's going on here. We'll we'll try this and Your see. Your call what has been forwarded. That would be no. Uh, apparently his phone goes straight to voicemail. So, um. I guess we'll just, uh, I, I just turned off the phones. I did call him. I did call him. I called him and it went straight to voicemail. Boom. So, um, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens here. Uh, meanwhile, I guess I'll turn the phone lines back on because I'm kind of, I calmed down over the break. Um, and, and, and I've kind of cooled off a little bit. Although we did get some good comments in the chat room. Uh, during the break, uh, on everything that's going on. And I, I would be honest with you. Um, I think Wasilla, uh, the Wasilla, I think is got, they've got it going on. Those folks in the, in, in Wasilla have done a great job of Wasilla has no sales tax. The city of Wasilla has no sales tax. I'm sorry. Let me reverse that has no property tax. Only the sales tax. And the city of Wasilla is debt-free. And the city of Wasilla has, in the, in the past, had a higher tax rate that they put in for a temporary amount of time to do certain things. Like, for example, when they built the Menard Sports Center, which is the ice arena, indoor soccer fields. They built, it was a little sports complex that they built that they used for lots of community stuff. But they built it all with an increase in the sales tax for a short period of time. And when it was over, they reduced the tax back down to the 2% level. So it's basically two cents of every dollar is going in, that's spent commercially in Wasilla going to government. And then they did the same thing when they needed to rebuild the library. Uh, they wanted to build a new library, brand new, fancy, much larger library, because the library that they had was this tiny, tiny little thing. For you folks in North Pole, it was the size of the North Pole Library, serving a city the size of, you know, uh, of Fairbanks kind of thing. And so they, again, they cranked it up from two to two and a half percent, and they did it for a certain period of time, and then the sun set it and went away. Now, interestingly enough, the politicians of the time, and I'm thinking specifically here about, uh, I know Mayor Burt Cottle at the time was really was really high on, oh, we need to keep that extra half a percent because there's so many good things we could do with that money. 
so many good, the politicians' disease. I loved Bert, uh, Bert since he's passed away last year, but he and I have had arguments about this in the past. Bert just, I mean, he had a little bit of that politics. There's so many good things we could do with that money if you just give it to us. Well, luckily, the people in Wasilla have figured out that game, and they don't do that. They put a sunset provision in any kind of sales tax increase that will automatically expire the tax, and that's it. So they paid for a brand-new sports center. It's not brand-new now. This was years ago. Uh, But they've just paid for a brand-new library since I've been down here. It's only been open four years, I think. They built a brand-new state-of-the-art library, and it's all paid for. All paid for with tax with tax dollars that were then reduced back down to where they could live within their budget. And I mean, Wasilla, the city of Wasilla is a case study in how those things should should go as far as, uh, you know, efficiency in government. Donna Ardwin says property taxes are immoral and economically terrible. Give me a sales tax any day. Yeah. I mean, you know, property taxes, we've talked about this in the past, that property taxes um, really disincentivize you to improve your property. I mean, I they disincentivize you to, re, to improve your property because if you know, well, I've got, um, you know, T111 on the outside of my house or I've got, I mean, I know many people who've got like, oh, yeah, I've still got a wall of Tyvek on one side of my house. Simply because if I finish it off, they're going to jack my property taxes up a gazillion dollars. or You know, that's their mentality. You are disincentivizing people to maintain or update or uh, improve their property. It just, it just makes no sense whatsoever. I've just never understood that. Anyway, um, I suppose I should, I'm sorry, I said I was going to relaunch the phone lines and I didn't do that. So let me do that now. I will relaunch the phone lines and we'll see what, uh, we'll see what you guys have to say. 907, uh, 433-3150. 907-433-3150. This hour of the program, by the way, being... Uh, being uh, uh, sponsored by your friends over there at Satellite West. You can go to SatelliteWest.com, find a list of local dealers and all the things that they do, but they will keep you connected no matter where you are. All right. Let me go over to the phones and, oh, there was one line on hold and the second, oh, there it is. Okay, it's coming back. Uh, We got one line apparently that's about to be on hold and we will be uh, all squared away here and we'll take your calls on this. I mean, am I out of line here? I mean, I know that there's some conservatives out there, again, and some Republicans who I've talked to about this in the past and they kind of give me a funny look like step away from the crazy man because I'm like, we shouldn't have to pay property taxes on our non-commercial property. That should not even be a thing. Um, So am I crazy or not? You be the judge. Uh, Let's go over to the phones and take this first call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Matt calling from Clear Space Force Station. Well, good morning, Matt. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. How are you? You know, just another beautiful day in paradise. What's on your mind this morning? 
So I heard you on the radio and you said that the of Alaska, probably doesn't have property taxes. Is that correct? In the unincorporated areas, there's no property taxes on private property outside of the incorporated areas, like in a non-borough area. There's not private property taxes out there. Got it. Okay, because I live in Wisconsin. I have property taxes. You live. You live where, and you have property taxes. In like the municipality of Wisconsin. Of Wasilla, the you the borough you live in the was the was the yeah. the Matsu the Matsu borough has property taxes, but the city uh this the city's a different story right so inside the city limits, but yeah and outside of course of any incorporated area, um it also is free of property taxes that's why I think a lot of people live up on these weird you know you're driving up the highway back and forth between clear and matsu and you see these little houses that are out you know 90 miles out and that's because they're living outside the borough and you'll always see like a clump right on the edge of a borough line where people have bought property like right on the edge of the borough line so they don't have to pay property taxes but yeah that's uh, that's what it's about sir yeah correct So the Wasilla sales tax is 0.5%. You were saying that originally they were at like 2%, and they bumped it up to 25 to do a project, and then they bumped it down. So I'm wondering if they have another project going on. They may, because that's the standard practice. They've done this a couple times where they're building certain things, and usually it's a half a percent increase, uh, and then it comes back down. Like I said, the last time that it came back down, they were fighting uh, Mayor Cottle, who was Mayor, Burt Cottle, who was mayor at the time, was fighting to keep the half a percentage for spending, and there was a big fervor and debate over it, and eventually it sunsetted. So maybe they've started something new, and they may have a new project, and maybe it's up to two and a half again, but that historically has been the amount, that they usually raise it by half a percent for a number of years, and then they let it drop again. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't know that. But I've got uh, property out in Alkina, in between Alkina and Willow, and I've got 60 acres out there. And my property taxes that is like what's the Oh yeah, no, no. The property taxes, the borough property taxes are still in place, but it's the municipal city taxes that we're talking about here. So, all right. Well, hey, I appreciate you calling in yeah, and listening. That makes sense, then. Yeah, thank you for calling in and listening out and clear. Thank you for your, your uh, working out there and keeping us safe. I appreciate that. Thank you for your call. Let's go over here. I got one more call before we go to break. Uh, let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Michael. This is Jason from Fairbanks. Hey, Jason. I have a couple of ideas for you. On... Okay. And also, I was wondering, did you get my emails? I did get your emails. I saw you sent me two different emails about the food uh, uh, security stuff. So I'm going to go through those oh, later today. Two copies. Yep. Okay. What I was okay, and the idea I want to pass along to you was that in Pakistan in the 1960s, before they went to pot, so to speak. They had a funding system where people would uh, elect people from as areas as small as a city block, like in Islamabad or you know one of the other cities, and of course out in the countryside too, to handle things like potholes in the roads and uh, services, things like that. 
and they would give that person money, kind of like our snow plowing uh, arrangement that we have here, and it worked and worked well. It's just the leaders decided they wanted to consolidate everything, and they soon became a socialist s whole country, <laughs> as Donald Trump would say. You know, right? Well, which which they unfortunately remain today. But the original system they had, which was federalism in a very granulated scale, worked very well, and that might work equally well in Alaska here. Well, that's an interesting. What do you think? Well, that's an interesting thought. I haven't, uh, I hadn't really considered that. Um, you know, I kind of believe as well in uh, natural order, people being able to uh, help each other out and do some of these things. I mean, the federalization and the government. This is one of the reasons why, when I served on the Borough Road Service uh, Area Road Service Commission in Fairbanks, uh, that I tried to prevent more people from. Um, I tried to encourage them to just be neighborly and to maintain their own roads and do some of that stuff without getting the borough involved because the second you do the oversight, then it becomes public money and all this other kind of stuff. I believe that people can take care of themselves in a lot of way. And, uh, you know, I think that they know what's best for them down at the local level. That's kind of where I'm at on this. Okay. I can't hear you. My line's blank. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Jason, I'm sorry. I'm coming up on the break. Uh, oh, I hear you now. Yeah, oh. I'll... I'll, uh, oh, I'll you're back up. You're yeah, back up now. Yep. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll, put you, <laughs> I'll put you on hold, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I just said again. But we're up against the break. we got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-Based, Free Thinking Radio. We'll continue with more in just a moment. Still open to hear from Shower here. We'll see what happens. Back with more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, that was close. Um, uh, So, Jason, I was just saying that uh, I believe that people can be um, I believe that the people the the local control is the best control for things that are happening in government. That's why when I was on the borough assembly and I served as the chair of the uh, uh, RSAC, which was the Area Road Service uh, Commission, uh, I would encourage people who were talking about whether or not they should become road service areas. I would encourage them to give it some deeper thought and maybe just try and work it out amongst themselves because the idea that once you form a road service area commission, yeah, you formalize it, it becomes a government entity and then it's government funds and then you've got to abide by all these, you know, and I was just like, can't you guys just plow, you know, do things? Because that just makes more sense to me. People taking care of people in their own communities. That's what it makes. And yeah, some people are going to free ride. That's always going to happen. But some people, and some people are going to give more than others. That's always going to happen. Happen. But I think that in a lot of ways, that's better than basically spreading the misery around, to paraphrase uh, Winston Churchill about communism and uh, spreading misery. Uh, I think it's yeah. better that way than uh, basically spreading the misery evenly across all the people. And between those who free ride and those who do something, they probably balance out pretty well. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, <clears throat> I would agree uh, on that. So thank you for your call, my friend. I appreciate it. One last thing. Your audio is echoing like crazy. 
uh, which is why you couldn't hear me before because which is why you couldn't hear me before because I muted myself because of the echo. I know that there's occasionally an oh, echo okay. on it. So, Sorry. all right. Well, thank you so much uh, for thank calling in. Much. Appreciate it. Uh, we will <clears throat> all right. I'll talk to you later or con- continue uh, continue here. Uh, we got one more line on hold. Let's get their name and figure out who they are, where they're calling from. And uh, we'll see what they what they have to go there. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Barbara, calling from the North Pole. How are you today? Good, Barb. Uh, I'll put you on hold, and you'll be first up in the queue when we get back. Okay. Okay, you've got a great big echo. I that's I know you've got a great big echo. I know. I've said that. I just said that to Jason. Same thing. Uh, it's the only way for you to hear me, but you won't hear me echo while I'm t- while you're talking. So we'll do that. Okay. Hold the, hold the line. I'll be right back to you. Barb okay. in North pole is, uh, our guest. I don't know why sometimes the echoes there. Sometimes it's not. I just have to, you know, North pole, Barb and North pole. All right. I got it. Barb and North pole up there. Um, Let's see. He's sleeping. Dang, fighter pilots can't ever get enough sleep. Well, it's all those military personnel. They can learn to sleep standing up at some point, right? That's what's going on there. Um, Let's see. It's about trust. The next time the city needs something, the residents will agree to an increase for a short period of time, says Angie. Yeah, I agree. I think it creates that great. I think it creates that great synergy between the government and the people when they're like they know that they can depend on. Uh, you know, you put in something like that with a sunset. They know it's going to be used for a short period of time, and then it moves on. Wasilla is pretty, as a city, it's 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 good. Uh, David Boyle agrees with Donna, in part, conditionally. Donna, uh, a sales tax is better than a property tax, but I favor some exemptions to the sales tax. Included would be baby formula, diapers, basic food items. And others. I would include medication in that. Um, I don't know about baby formula or diapers. I mean, I think baby formula would be covered under food. I think food, medical supplies. I don't know. I've been paying a sales tax for nine years now because I shop in Wasilla a lot. And uh, it hasn't killed me. And I grumblingly, and I understand that the city of Wasilla does a good job with it, so I'm not too worried about it. Right? There you go. Okay, uh, we are on the edge here of getting to it. Um, the Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share, like and follow. Do all the stuff. Subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, we will return. Barb's in North Pole. She's on the line. We're going to jump into it with her here right, right now. There you go. Here we go. Let's do it. Good morning and welcome to it. We're continuing right now. 
with the Michael Luke Show. Um, we was hoping a shower was going to be on, but uh, I don't know. Something was. I'm hoping everything's okay because, again, I confirmed with him yesterday. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everything's okay. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Meanwhile, I threw open the phone lines because we've been talking about private property rights. And we've been talking about property taxes. And we've been talking about all this stuff. And I want to get your hot take on this. Am I out of line? Am I crazy? Is it that my crazy libertarian talk? When I say that property tax is immoral and problematic and should be abolished on residential property, at least, if not most properties, with the exception of commercial? I don't know. Let's see what uh, let's see what you guys have to say. 907-433-3150. We have uh, Barb on the line from North Pole. Let's see what uh, let's see what she's talking about. Good morning, Barb. Uh, What are your thoughts this morning? Muted. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with you about shifting to a sales tax off off a property tax. I am just so over it with the local assessor here in in the Fairbanks. North Pole area. I'm just, uh, I, I just keep getting stories that are just not good. I wanted to alert people, though, to some things that are on the agenda for tomorrow night at the Borough Assembly here in Fairbanks. One of them is a ballot measure to greatly, to, to expand the powers and offer new municipal services uh, to do opioid abatement. Apparently, there is some kind of legal settlement on opioid abatement available to all the organized boroughs that um, I guess the mayor in Fairbanks, North, North Star Borough, seems to think that he needs to greatly expand his powers to accept these funds and spend them. And I finally yesterday got a list of the expanded powers they are requesting in the settlement and they are breathtakingly large. What what kind of what kind of uh, powers so, are we talking about here? Because health and social services has been a power that has not been given to the Fairbanks North Star Borough. They have nothing to do with health and safety or health and and any kind of medical things. Or so what are they what are they looking for in this new bill? What kind of powers are they looking to glom onto themselves? Well, the attachment that was sent to me by borough attorney has 13 pages in tiny print that range everything from, like, uh, neonatal care to, I mean, a whole bunch of things that we just don't do at the borough level, and we have no business doing. I mean, if the state wants to do those things, that's great. Um, uh, uh, supporting uh, homeless, uh, supporting uh, people who are financially supporting uh, homeless people who are opioid addicted, uh, funding treatment centers, the whole look kind of like an anchorage sort of thing to me. And I just, I have great compassion for people with opioid addiction, but I don't think the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly is really equipped to do this. Well, no, this would be, down. yeah, I mean, this exactly, when you just um, said that, all of those things sound exactly like what's going on down in Anchorage now. Homelessness coordinators, monies, buildings, uh, you know, neonatal care. That's not what a second class borough is supposed to be dealing with. There should be no health and welfare powers for the borough, health and safety powers for the borough. 
They should be doing what they're doing. You know, I mean, even I, my suggestion is that they roll back some of the things they got right now. But expansion of borough powers, you don't need that in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. No, I, I, and not only that, I um, am really mortified uh, that it's even on the agenda, quite frankly. The, the, the enticement here is that um, all of these boroughs have received these, are, are eligible to receive these settlement funds. Right. And they're supposed to go for like 18 years. So they want these permanent new powers. And um, I'm, again, I just, I just, I'm, well, this I, is, I'm speechless. Yeah. I read this list of, this is the hook, Barb, right? I mean, this is the hook. All that free money, there's a hook down there in the middle of it. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to grow and expand government because that's by its very nature. Government is hungry for money and they see that free money and they never see the hook. Okay, good. It's there for 18 years. What happens on year 19? On year 19, who's on the hook? Who's on the hook for all this stuff that they've built up? The homelessness division and shelters and things that they're paying for and all this other stuff. Who's on the hook then? Me and you, property owners in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. Oh, absolutely. And you are so right about what's going on with the property taxes up here. People are being priced out of their homes. And, by the way, that's the other thing that's on the agenda for tomorrow night is the mill race. So uh, I, just, I just looked at the mill rate and shook my head and went, I think we can do better. Oh, I, I agree with that. I thought we could have done better 10 anyway. years ago. All right, Barb. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate you calling in and uh, and sounding off this uh, this morning. Uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Let's continue on with our next call to see uh, who they are and where you're calling from. So who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, let me try that again. Are you with us, caller? Charles in Fairbanks. Hello, Charles. What's uh, on have your you mind? heard of Thomas Paine and Thomas Paine and the Citizens' Dividend? Uh, I've heard of Thomas Paine. I don't know as I've the Citizens' Dividend is ringing a bell, but I don't remember what it is, Charles. In seventeen seventy-six, the book Common Sense came out. But anyway, uh. This was a book later, after he died, it was published, called Agrarian Justice by Thomas Paine. And he's saying that land was uh, valuable because it took more than one generation, perhaps, to manure a field, uh, you know, in that time. That's why it was valuable, because very little land was productive. That's why the taxes were applied in that case and not on other properties. Agrarian justice is a good reference. It's solid, man. All right. Well, I'll go out. It is a dividend. Yeah, I'll take a look at it and see uh, what uh, what it entails, Charles. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, for giving me the info. I appreciate that. Let's go over here. We'll take uh, one more call before we go to break uh, at nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty. What do you think? I mean. Uh, the property taxes and everything else. Do you think that I'm out of line on this or am I right on target? Your thoughts uh, right now. We go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
Uh, Randy from Delta. Hello, Randy from Delta. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, you are spot on about property taxes. Um, I've said for years, but I've never understood why and how the American people ever allowed government to put a lien on the property. Private property is a cornerstone of freedom in a constitutional republic, which is what America was founded as, not a democracy. Property taxes are a draconian government lien on your property that never goes away. Pay it or face foreclosure and eviction. Right. Absolutely. How American is that? No, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. You're never going to own your own property. I mean, I again, the example of, you know, my grandparents owning a piece of property for 70 years, yet still having to pay the government for permission to use it. And, you know, don't think that you own it because the second that you exactly. stop, you're 36 months from being boosted off the property. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. Exactly. You are you are a glorified renter. That's all. You never own your property anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're spot on. Thank you. Well, I appreciate uh, one, one other One other comment um, I would like to say, Michael, is that I appreciate your stand on abortion very much. Well, I, on there too. So keep it up. Well, I, uh, I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I just calls them like I sees them. You know how it is. So I appreciate your call. Thank, uh, thank you, Randy, for calling in from Delta, where also there is no property tax, I will say. So good for you guys out there. Thank you, Randy, for uh, coming yeah. on board. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Delta has faced – this is why you'll see it in many areas where – a lot of the legislators or different politicians, they really want some of these areas to be incorporated. They really want to create a borough structure. They really want to do that. I mean, that's I mean, Delta has actually uh, dodged the bullet on that several times where they've been tried to people wanted to try and incorporate them into a into a uh, uh, into a borough uh, so that they can be. T- and people have said no. People have they continued to say no. Um, and, uh, and good for them. That's how they want to do it. Then that's, you know, that should be their choice. That's the bottom line. That's where choice should be. Uh, all right. We're coming up to it. We've got more. Uh, we're going to continue here in just a moment. One final segment. And, uh, we'll just, uh, see what you have to say. Uh, again, 907-433-3150. How are you feeling about property taxes? Are there any people out there who have retired or who are getting close to retirement who are looking at this? Because, again, I told anecdotally the story of the family that I knew that decided to move out the couple based strictly on the property taxes. It was the it was the final straw that made them move from Alaska, even though they didn't want to. How is that factoring out for you if you're at retirement age or getting close? 907-433-3150, The Michael Duke Show. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, let me go back to the chat. Back to the chat. Back to the chat. 
Um, let's see what you guys are saying here. Uh, it was tiny but intimate and smelled like books. The new one is nice but noisy due to the high ceiling, says Denise. You're talking about the Wasilla Library? Because you're right. I mean, the Wasilla Library is, uh, was, the old one was nice and cozy and quaint, but it was tiny, 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 tiny. Um, um, okay. Which is going to happen to us in Fairbanks this summer, closing the Nolween for renovations. If we want to use the library, we have to go to North Pole. Oh, but yeah, you're going to be paying for that for years to come for sure. Um, I should move to Wasilla. Sounds like a place to save money. I've been saying that for almost nine years. Chris, I've been saying that for almost nine years that, uh, you know, I used to say that I'd never leave Fairbanks and that eventually I said that I'd never leave Alaska because there is life after Fairbanks. I love Fairbanks. I love the people. Don't love the harsh, harsher environment. And uh, yeah, I saved a ton of money moving down here. Um. Gary says the Wasilla tax would never work in Fairbanks due to the absolute corruption in the borough. <laughs> um, it does show, uh, if you're asking about property taxes, you can't afford it. Yep. If it, it does show politicians how things are supposed to work, the back and forth, especially the people voting, demonstrated by Mayor Cottle, demonstrated to Mayor Cottle and others that the by the people for the people aspect of government. Yeah. I mean, Cottle was he was like on a full court press to keep that to keep that percentage rate, that half a percent. He was like on he was seriously it, it like wanted just I want that money. And um, it was voted down. Yep, it was voted down. Um, does the Matsu pay for law enforcement or does the state troopers provide most all of law enforcement, says David? Uh, the Matsu borough has no police powers, so there is no Matsu law enforcement. The city of Wasilla has a police department. The city of Palmer has a police department. And then in any area outside of those city limits, it's state troopers. That's just like it is in Fairbanks, where you got a Fairbanks police department and you got a North Pole City police department, and then you got in between you got you got state troopers. That's how everything is. Um. Uh, let's see. Um, and the sales tax cuts off over a certain value. Yeah, when you reach a certain, I can't remember what the threshold is. Right, it's it is what it is. Uh, go Donald. Right, we need a Harold. You're the only one that's saying that. You've been saying that the last couple of days, and you know I'm not a fan of Trump. I don't know why you think that this is – again, I feel sorry for you, man. What the heck? Um, the problem uh, – this is back when I was talking about road service areas. The problem with that, MD, is that those who do the work to plow the roads get taken advantage of. I plowed my road for years. It's outside the RSA until I realized that those who use the road were not contributing any money, time, or effort, and even those who did contribute – Wildly underestimated the cost. It cost me thousands of dollars every year in gas and time, and I would get a hundo here and there. Human nature, I guess. It, that That is human nature. But I guess my other question is, did you ever tell them what it cost to do that? I mean, I'm not criticizing you, buddy. I'm just saying I understand, uh, but I would have basically gone up and down the road and said, here's the thing. I've been plowing this road for a while, and I can tell you that this is what the cost is, and anything you can kick in 
based on the number of people. If everybody just pitched in 150 bucks a, a month or whatever it is, I could keep all the roads clean for the whole month. Please let me know. And then, again, I probably wouldn't do the extra mile stuff around their ends of their driveways, right? I mean, that's just, it, you know, we'll see. Um, Ammo. Ammo should be exempt from a sales tax. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm all about that. Um, I agree with you. I paid my house off, my house off five years ago and still make payments, the taxes. I, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent. And yes, property taxes in Anchorage are insane. Property taxes in the Fairfax North Star Borough is insane. When I reach the age of 65, my property taxes go away as I will receive an exemption from property taxes, but only up to a certain amount. Right? It's not the full, if you've got a larger house or, you know, you've done well for yourself in that regard and put all your money into that, you're you're not going to get it. And that exemption can go away at any time. So, um, if the K in the KPB, if you don't pay taxes by November, they'll foreclose on your property the following July. Holy cow. That's a process. I didn't pay my taxes in Fairbanks at one point, and it was 22 months before they really started getting nasty with me. Then I went back and paid it all. I was really pissed about something. So I grumble, grumble, grumble. All right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show. We got one line on hold. We'll talk to them here in just a second. Uh, please like it, share, like it, follow, like it, subscribe. Let's do it. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's get back into it here. I got one line on hold, but I did want to mention this because I was saying that if you didn't pay your property taxes, you were 36 months from being kicked out. Because that's what happens in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. I got late on my taxes at one point, and they actually put me on the list, right? For the because they publish a list. These are the properties that are going to come up for sale here in the next 12 months or whatever. And they put me on the list, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll go pay the taxes. Damn it, I didn't want to do it. But down in the KPB, apparently, Jeannie says, in the Kenai Peninsula borough, if you don't pay your taxes by November, they will foreclose on your property the following July. They they are not messing around down there, apparently. Uh, I mean, not that's not a good thing. I'm just Wow. They really want their pound of flesh, don't they? All right. Well, let's go over to the phones. The phone lines are still open right now at 907-433-3150. And I asked the question, if you uh, are at retirement age and are retired or are getting near it, how does the property tax figure in there? And that includes the property tax exemption because there is an exemption for people over 65, I think. Is that what it is? And it's their primary residence. Then they get a portion of those, but only up to a hundred and I think it's one hundred and twenty thousand. They're exempted on the first hundred and twenty thousand. So I mean that's part that's part and parcel of the deal. But how, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you does that affect you? Yes or no? Let's go to the phones and see what uh, 
Let's see what you have to say on this, and we'll start over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Evan from Fairbanks. Good morning, Evan. What is on your mind, my friend? Can you hear me? I can hear you. What's on your mind, sir? I think that that exemption... I think that exemption is 150000 um, that you're talking about there. But what I was going to also mention, you're talking about the borough issue. You can be incorporated as a borough. I believe that an alley borough is one such one um, and not have a property tax. Um, uh, so that's an important factor to consider. And on the issue with the unincorporated borough, um, you know, with the whole unorganized borough, as they call it, technically speaking, they could get taxed because the um, – the legislature, the state legislature, is their borough assembly, according to sure. our constitution. So that it's not as if um, they're in the clear from getting it, especially as state finances get strapped. Well, they, that so, is true. That is true. That is one of the dangers. Out. That is one of the dangers out there that could happen. And you are also correct that they could form a borough and then decide not to tax themselves. Forming a borough, though, also creates some other challenges with things like schooling and things like, you know, the the school funding and stuff like that. But you are right. In defense, you can create a borough and then have almost no mill rate. Uh, or you could be in an unincorporated area and they could create a statewide sales tax on unincorporated areas. They could do that. So you're right. But as of right now, the best way to own your property is to be outside of an incorporated area. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that in Denali, for example, they've, they've kept a very limited form of government, so they have local control over it, and they have no property tax. They do it mostly, they fund their stuff through a bed tax. Um, but anyway, that's another thing. The other thing I was going to bring up was here in Fairbanks, this is, this is one of the, the problems with the, with the property tax system, in my view, is that, and I've thought, for, I'll give you an example, I bought a dry cabin some years back, my assessed value on it went up twice as much as what I had just paid for it. I went in to appeal, and they threaten you. If you appeal this, your valuation can actually go up. It's on the, the proof. The burden of proof is on you to prove them wrong. You have to prove that their assessment is wrong. Anyway, they, they do the whole thing. It's an inverted burden of proof. Right. Um, and then they go and tell you that the price you bought it for, this was looking with, with, with my purchase, oh, no, that's discounted. So why is that? Because you got it below a, so such and such a percent below our valuation, therefore it's considered a discounted value. In other words, they don't put it into their metric, so they only count values <laughs> that are within their existing parameters. Oh, oh, oh man! Anyway, talk about talk about a self-confirming cycle. Yeah, no, I mean, talk about penalizing you. And oh, by the way, if you if you appeal this, we'll just jack it up more. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just thuggery right there. That's what that is. That's thuggery. Oh, if you appeal this, we'll just jack it up even more, and then you still have to prove it. So shut up and sit down, young man. That's, I mean, that that's that's some bullying right there for sure. Yeah, it's just an inverted system of proof, it, it, and you can't even use the, the purchase price you purchased for as proof positive of the value of the property. It's, it's very ironic. And yet the burden remains on you to prove that the borough's assessment is wrong. And that's stated very explicitly in, in the, um, that, that way. If you appeal, you have to prove them wrong. Well, how do you do that? You know, that, that's what I've gone around. I, I did, it's a very long process. And they, um, anyway, it's, it's exceedingly difficult 
um, and and very opaque. I'll say that. But, well, anyway, don't well, don't leave me hanging. Did you go on about that whole yeah, thing? But don't don't leave me hanging. Did you appeal it or did you just let it lie at that point? I'm curious. Oh, I did. Oh, oh no! I appealed it hardcore, and I, oh, I told I my my first meeting with them was hours long. So the first lady told me, "Oh, the valuation process it's it's a." Um, what was the term people like to use? It's a, it's a, it's a formula. Just it, it, that's you know, it just spits out this valuation. I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a model. What you said, it's the model. The model only models what you tell it's model. How did you come up with this valuation? Well, she didn't know, and so they sent someone else. And long story short, it, it, it wasn't worth my time even at that point to do it. But I told them, I said, I'm going to keep fighting you because it's a matter of principle. So I'm not going away. And they did come to the table, to be honest. They, but they make it difficult. They actually ended up cutting my valuation in from what they had in half, much closer to what I purchased the property for. Um, and then, and once you do fight it hard, then then it tends to stay. It tends to keep your valuation lower. Uh, if you don't fight it, you can't go back and fight a previous valuation increase. Does that makes sense. So yeah. So if you just say, "Ah, oh, too much work," then you can't go back and say, oh, and by the way, these last three years you've kept on goosing me, and this is not, you know, nope, sorry. Once it's baked into the dough, it's too late. You know? Right, right. So, so you really do have to fight it as earnestly and as quickly as you can. Um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an astonishing process, and I talked to many people, um, legislature, borough folks, who didn't understand even what the burden of proof situation was. It's, it's a very odd and inverted thing. That, yeah, no, they, it should be can not even go by your property, just randomly assess a value. And then you have to prove them wrong. How do you prove a negative? Yeah, no, it should um, be it should be on them to prove <laughs> that's the most alarming thing to me is it. Yeah, you should be on them to sure. prove that okay. the valuation is what it's supposed to be. I mean, it should not be on you. You're like, look, I purchased it for this much. And now you're saying it's worth twice that much. Prove it to me that all these other properties around here have gone up that much to make it happen. That's a, I mean, it's just a, that's horrific. So, hey, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much for sounding off this morning. Uh, I got two more calls on hold. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Mark. I'm uh, down here in Homer. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Well, on the uh, senior exemption, uh, my property's worth a little under 300000 and I did the uh, senior exemption, and I pay zero on borough taxes, and I pay a total of $82.80 a year on city tax for Homer. So it, it does save a person a heck of a lot of money. Well, yeah, but remember, each borough has a different threshold. Each borough has a different threshold for their senior exemption. Some boroughs, I don't know. In fact, I don't even know if every borough has a senior exemption, but each one is a different is a different valuation. Maybe in the Kenai, it's up to three hundred thousand dollars. Uh, up in Fairbanks, as the previous caller just said, I thought it was one hundred and twenty. He said one hundred and fifty. I know it's just over one hundred thousand dollars. It's not a full value of most people's homes. So, I mean, yeah, it can take it right. down to zero, but in like I was talking about my friends who who left, their home was valued at almost $300,000 and the mill rate increases were killing them. And that's part of the problem. You never actually own it. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right now, I you know, I got a good deal. So, I mean, it's uh I'm not sure what Homer uh, what um Kenai is. I'm I'd say it's somewhere around 300000 on the zero exemption on, you know, owing nothing for the borough. 
and then the city you're basically pay, paying for school and roads. So right, right. You know. But it is there, and yes, you you don't you don't own your property. Yeah, you know? that's that's so. true. All right. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. I got one more call that I'm going to sneak in here before we run out of time for the day. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Laura in Fairbanks. Hello, Laura. What's on your mind? Well, you know, since we've been forced in the last few years to fall into everybody's fantasy and agree with how they identify I believe that we should um, all just identify as folks exempt. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and everybody's going to have yeah. to agree with that because that's what we chose. I identify as tax-free. That's what I identify as, tax-free. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am a. I identify as a sovereign tax nation. My house is a sovereign tax-free nation. That's it. You know what? Maybe, Laura. Maybe one day we could get... I mean, that's just as nonsensical as everything else, so why not? Thank you for your call, Laura. I really appreciate you calling in. Well, also, also, I I get that senior discount. Yeah. And I was so excited to get that old. And then my first year, my property taxes were just over $600. Right. And the second year... Hold on the line, Laura. Folks, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Comic Sense Radio. Sorry about that, Laura, but I had a hard break there that I had to go out. So tell me the story. The first year it was what? Oh, they didn't. She didn't hold on. She didn't hold on. I wanted to hear that story, quite honestly, but oh well. Okay, well, my taxes this year will be over $4,000. I'm paying more than what I can rent my house for. Good Lord. Good Lord. All right, well... I think that's it. Uh, we got to get out of here. Oh, there's a lot of stuff in here. I'm, I'm missing a lot of comments. I have an exemption and still pay over $5,000, says Sandy. If they raise the value every year, that's what it is. Matsu Burrow has got a $200,000 tax exemption. My property in Nikiski went from $85,000 to $45,000 in value over five years. Was that the other way around? My unimproved property went from 85 to 145 in five years, is what she meant. Oof. Um, wow. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens more, but I think that uh, you're right. This is. The, it is. It is. Madness. It is immoral. Taxation is theft. We'll see you later, my friends. Have a great day.
goodbye. We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.